Hi, I'm Dan, and this is my sugar-free podcast. Thank you very much for joining me on the second episode of Dan's Sugar-Free Podcast. I am Dan, and today I'm going to talk to you guys about a couple of things. Uh, The first thing is the diabetic report card. And after I talk a little bit about that, I'm going to talk to you guys about some things that you can do or keep in mind as you are trying to get your blood sugar under control. Hopefully it helps. Um, If it does, let me know. If it doesn't, let me know that too. Uh, All right, let's get into it. I'd like to spend a little bit of time today to talk about the diabetic report card. So no matter what you do in life, no matter if it's business related or you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to achieve a goal, you're always going to stack your results against something, right? So if you're trying to get more appointments as a salesperson, you're tracking your calls and then you're tracking your conversion of those calls to appointments and appointments to sales and it goes on and on, right? So it's no different for a diabetic. And there is a one blood um, test that's really the biggest indicator. Now, anybody who's a diabetic will know that you're taking blood work multiple times a year. You're testing for cholesterol. You're testing for organ function. How are your kidneys? Um, How are your liver enzymes and all that stuff? Because diabetes can tend to sneak up and start to cause problems for those organs. So, and especially the heart as well. You can't forget that. But while those tests can most of the time be normal for you, there's one that really sets the stage and that's called a hemoglobin A1C reading. Now, Google will define this, uh, this form of hemoglobin uh, as a uh, chemically linked to sugar. And then it says, you know, most monosaccharides, including glucose, galactose, and fructose, spontaneously bind with hemoglobin when present in the bloodstream of humans. What that basically means is that the blood test will read how your blood sugar has been or what the average amount of, of your blood sugar has been over the last three to six months. Those who are not in the best control, your doctor probably wants you to take it more often. Uh, those who are in better control will probably say, okay, we'll check it twice a year. I have yet to get into what most doctors will consider the normal range. And I think, I really don't know if anybody out there is listening who is a diabetic, if you're, if you're, if you've accomplished that goal of getting, you know, what's typically considered normal, please, you know, post a comment or, or share it. I'd love to, you know, hear about your experiences about it. But, you know, what, uh, what common medical thought says is that, the hemoglobin A1C test is measured in a percentage. Anything that's under 6% or basically 5% to 6% is considered normal. Anything from 7% up to 8% is considered diabetic and an increased risk of complications. Anything over 7, when you're getting into 8+, plus, that's where you start to see increased risks for heart disease and kidney disease and all this other wonderful stuff. But you know, the good news is, is that these readings only measure thing, measure the amount of blood sugar or the sugar in the blood every three to six months. So if you have a bad reading, you just dust yourself off and you refocus and you get that reading back down. When I was a teenager, um, that reading was 
as high as 12 and a half, which was definitely not good and probably the culprit for some of the complications that I've seen, you know, since then. But my lowest reading has been 7.1, which I was super proud of. Um, and this year I am really trying hard to get under the seven mark and into the six mark because, you know, as I get older, I realize that this stuff will creep up. I mean, it's silent. It It is, you know, you can feel great one day and then all of a sudden it just kind of hits you and something isn't right and it progresses. So the good news is, is that humans are resilient and you have the ability to fight that and you have the ability to focus just like if you were working and your performance kind of fell off a little bit you have complete control over how you handle it how you overcome any challenges but you do have to understand what it is that's causing the problem so for me uh when i was a teenager a lot of it was just my hormones were jumping all over the place i wasn't very good at testing my blood sugar and you know i was just kind of doing my thing. I felt great, right? I'm a teenager. I'm going to go out and play sports. I'm going to go out and hang out with my friends and do this, that, and the other thing. Well, now, obviously, with some maturity, I'm definitely on top of things a lot better than I was before. So what if you're in a situation with managing diabetes or anything and you're, you're, you understand where you're at, you understand that you've got some work to do and how do you get there? Well, for me, from the diabetic side, the first thing that I did was I made a commitment. I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, look, man, we're not going to let ourselves slowly fall into bad health. Um, and it's always moving, you know? So I said to myself, look, I get it. I know that there's times where you're not as focused, not as motivated as you should be, but this time we're really going to be passionate about what we do. And, you know, not to speak to myself for the third person, I was more like lec lecturing myself saying, look, man, you've got to wake up. You've got to really get serious about it and realize that anything you do to improve your body or your mind, it's always going to help you. So one thing that I realized was that I, I don't want to take pills. I'm not a fan of pills for anything, not even ibuprofen if I have a sore back. Um, I just feel that I think there's a lot of things that can be done without the use of that type of medicine that can get you healthy. So one thing that I did after I made the commitment to myself and got passionate about my health was I started looking into how my diet needs to change. I don't typically eat bad. Um, but I do have some pretty sketchy food decisions, especially at work. I'm one of those guys who don't pack a lunch. Uh, so, you know, Uber eats super convenient and, you know, if I'm kind of feeling like something, I'll get it. And, you know, I know I have the backup of testing my blood sugar, taking insulin. If my blood sugar is high, that obviously is not the best idea. So <clears throat> what I realized was that Eating the foods that have the least amount of impact on your blood sugar is what helps. Anything that has added sugars in it, anything that causes a blood sugar spike makes it that much harder for you to get your blood sugar back to normal. What are those foods? Well, white rice, juice, soda, candy, you know, all that stuff. 
uh, anything that is packed with, with sugar is going to raise your blood sugar quickly. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that, that's helpful. Maybe you're at the gym or something and you're, and you need a quick boost because your blood sugars are dropping. But generally speaking, you want to try to keep, a, you know, a minimal amount of that stuff in your diet. One thing that I found that's really helpful is uh, anything that's whole grain, uh, brown rice, wheat bread, um, and also mixing foods together uh, that those grains with vegetables and fruits, all that stuff, even though some fruit has sugar, it also has fiber. And that stuff will help balance out your diet. Now, obviously, you know, the disclaimer is consult a dietitian or a nutritionist or whoever you want to actually get yourself on a path. But I think any of them will agree that avoiding the enriched flour products is is going to help help you. Um, a lot of cereals can cause a blood sugar to spike pretty quick as well. So you want to stay away from that. And then also incorporating some activity daily will always help you out. It helps you burn calories and it helps keep your blood sugar um you know, stable over the course of the day and your body will still burn calories even while you're, you know, at work or wherever. So the foods that you eat, you don't need as much insulin or your, your blood sugar is not going to spike as much. So what I've been doing over the past month or so has been 20 minutes on the treadmill, like three to three and a half miles an hour, seven incline, just to get the blood moving, just to get myself to exert and to sweat. Um, and then I follow it up with some weights, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So I'm not in the gym so often to where it becomes a burden, but I am in there uh, often enough to make sure that my body is starting to build that positive result. Um, once you start doing it enough, you'll start to really become passionate about that too. You'll realize that you don't want to cheat yourself, that you do want to be healthy and that you're not asking so much of yourself to where you're burdening yourself and associating a negative feeling with it. So those are some of the things that I've been doing. Um, the next A1C reading that I am going to take uh, is probably going to be uh, about April or May, depending on how soon I get into the endocrinologist's office. So I'm excited to see what those results are going to be now that I've adopted a little bit more discipline on the diet and uh, a, a lot more discipline on uh, getting my getting my fitness daily. So we'll see how it goes. And there you have it. The second episode of Dan Sugar Free Podcast is now complete. Just to wrap things up, remember that anything that you choose to do, whether you are given the choice to or not, it all starts with being passionate about it and making a commitment to yourself, personal, business, relationships, whatever it is. It all starts and ends with you. And remember that nothing lasts forever. So even if there's a bad result, that doesn't mean it's always going to be a bad result. And you just have to keep pushing. Treat it as something that's, you know, it, it, it always changes. It's static, you know, and you always have an opportunity to to write a ship. So, so, you know, take it, love it, live it. I know I'm trying to, and I hope you guys are as well. If you ever want to reach out to me about some topics related to diabetes, or if you ever want me to speak about something else, I'm more than willing to entertain anything. I think uh, nowadays 
Um, content is important and especially if it's valuable to other people, it's going to help. So, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you can always give me a call, shoot me a text. My phone number is 702-250-2658. Hope you have a wonderful day and thanks again for tuning in. This episode of Dan's Sugar Free Podcast is brought to you by the word infinitesimal because even the smallest unmeasurable things can make a difference in your life.